Very important episode today. We've got a uh, now very good friend of the show has joined us a few times, host of Locked on Colts. We've got Zach Hicks joining us to try to break down everything, make some sense of what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts and new interim head coach Jeff Saturday, who just recently had a press conference and, and maybe calm some folks down. Hopefully we'll find out what's going on there in Indy with Zach and Josh Allen. Could he miss some time? This is a huge one. UCL injury arm injury for josh allen what is the latest prognosis on his injury the nfl does not and definitely the buffalo buffalo bills do not want to lose a superstar quarterback all that coming up on today's peacock and williamson nfl analyst brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson bring you expert nfl analysis every day in less than 30 minutes get an inside look into the nfl on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds, everything you could want in your sports betting adventures. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, let's get into this conversation and bring on today's guest. We've got Zach Hicks. He is a co host of Locked on Colts. And man, Zach, I, I got to thank you for carving out some time to jump on with Matt and I today because I know you've been put through the ringer, been pulled in a million different directions, a press conference earlier today with Jeff Saturday. And hopefully you can help us make some sense of what's going on with the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts right now after firing their head coach and now bringing in interim Jeff Saturday, who was not on the staff or any staff in the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know how to make sense of it. I'm We're still kind of reeling here in the indie market. I mean, you can ask any beat writer, any single person who was at that press conference. Uh, it was just insanity. Straight insanity. I know the, the national media was going crazy with the clips going from that night and the quotes and, and everything. You could see it on every single social media. You could see, uh, uh, you know, these news sources running with it. But honestly, yeah, we're still reeling from it. And there's so many things that we could talk about with this press conference and with the decision to go with Jeff Saturday. And I feel like it, it could have been easily explained. You could have just gone out there for this press conference and said, hey, I wanted to go with a guy that I trusted just to evaluate this roster and evaluate the coaches on staff. So we're bringing in Jeff Saturday, but it just ended up being this whirlwind of so many different things. I mean, we could go into detail on what they said about analytics, on what they said about the Rooney rule, on what they <laughs> said about uh, Frank Reich and Andrew Luck even. like it, it is absolutely insane what was said in that press conference. And I know you guys have been doing this a lot longer than me. You know, I've only been doing – uh, NFL stuff for about five or six years, but just from what you guys saw from the outside, I mean, this isn't normal, right? This is this no, is, this is not normal at all. <laughs> not normal at all. I mean, the Saturday thing I think is bonkers. I mean, yes. why not just promote someone on the staff or whatever? I mean, they're basically saying he's my spy, is the way I interpret it, and we, right. you know, evaluating all you guys. But what's crazier? Is the qualifications of the new play caller. Right. <laughs> uh, please tell me about this young man. And I stress and hold, young. And, and Zach, I got to give you guys credit because I listened to the episode immediately following all this. But and 
and you guys were trying to make sense of it. And, and it sounds like I'd hoped you guys had, and it could help us. And, and still, there's not a lot of sense that has been made. <laughs> but you brought up a great point. Who's the best qualified person right now on the Indianapolis Colts in the building to call plays? It might have been Matt Ryan. That would have been kind of interesting. <laughs> I love that point about you. Maybe. He's, he's been yeah, around no, longer yeah. than the new play caller. Yeah, I know. Jake mentioned that, and, and I was kind of laughing because they do have Scott Milanovic on staff. You know, he's their quarterback coach. He did call mm-hmm. plays the final five uh, games of the Jacksonville Jaguars season. I think it was 2017 or 2018. Uh, and then Scotty Montgomery, who called plays in college for a couple seasons as well. So they did have some guys who had at least called plays before. You know, uh, Parks Frazier, it was funny. We we couldn't even devote like a like the first segment of our podcast yesterday to talking about Parks Frazier being the offensive coordinator because there was just so much stuff to talk about. Uh, and the way that we kind of viewed it, and we kind of viewed it, I guess, in more of a glass half full type capacity was, look, you're starting Sam Ellinger, a guy who anyone who studies the draft probably would have said is never going to be an NFL starter. You know, it's never going to be a guy who's going to take, you know, who's going to start 10 games in a row or whatever. That's what he's going to end up starting for the Colts. Uh, they're throwing Bernard Ryman at left tackle. They're starting a lot of young guys. So I don't know. Maybe this is their shot in the dark at trying to find a Sean McVay type or something like that. I don't know. I'm not saying that he's going to be that. I think that it is kind of crazy to assume that. But, you know, 30-year-old play caller, like what are you really learning from Scott Milanovic as your play caller? Because he's probably not going to be on staff next year. Why not let some young kid who's barely older than me call these plays and, and just see what happens, see if you find some magic there. But I'm with you guys. I think it's kind of insane, but you know, we, we kind of joked about it on the reaction podcast that, you know, will they make park, you know, parks Frazier, the, the offense coordinator. And I said, you know what, it's insane, but everything's been insane up to this point. So why not? And it ended up happening. So, yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's less insane than the rest of it. Right. To be with you, but at the right. same time, like teams go through so much and it's just an interim coach anyway. So maybe we're all making a bigger deal about it just because it's unorthodox. And, and in reality, maybe it doesn't even matter. And at some point, like at least, and I think you brought this up a little bit off the air, Jeff Saturday is good with the media. So at least you've got someone who can talk to the cameras and, and talk to reporters the rest of the season before they figure out what's really going on next year. Yeah, I really think it could have been a lot less of this, of this spectacle that it is right now with a better press conference. And I know Jim Irsay was not the perfect guy to handle that whole press conference because <laughs> Jim Irsay, I, I love the guy. He is just a, a goofball. Like old, he, he, he kind of just gives all the vibe of like an old rocker and stuff like that. Just a guy who like just sit back and he's way too honest. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. And, and it was just a mess of a press conference with so many wrong answers and tone deaf responses. And I really think it's something where, with the right answers and with some proper preparation, you know, this could have been an easily avoidable situation. You could have just gone up there and been like, look, I trust, I trust Jeff Saturday. I trust him to come in and and maybe help this offensive line. I I trust him as a person. I've worked with him for a long time. That's why we're bringing him in instead, you know, throwing shots at the media, throwing shots at the Rudy rules, throwing shots at a bunch of other things. Like it was just, it's really not that big of a story without that press conference, but because that press conference was so bad and because they kept moving it back to, you had so many hours to prepare. It was supposed to be at 6, uh, 6 PM and it got moved back to like eight 30 <laughs> something like in the middle of that Monday night football game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wish you guys had Jake on here. My co-host with locked on Colts because he was actually at that press conference and he had much, uh, 
harsher words to say as a media person that was being, you know, he was kind of having the shots thrown at him. I'm just some guy who was just sitting at home, you know, like watching the whole thing unfold, but Jake was there. And yeah, man, I, he, I know he's been at press conferences for the last, you know, for like half a decade or something like that. And uh, he's never seen anything like that. Not before. quite like it this was, one. Not yeah. Really nothing really. like that. And, and it's just absolutely insane. I really do think this story kind of got overblown because of how they handled it. If they just would have not been as defensive, if they just would have been open and honest, it would have been fine. But they were so defensive and so combative with everything. And it was just it's become the media, you know, storm that it is now. Do you think there's an opportunity, Zach, for the rest of the coaching staff to be really annoyed by this? Because yeah. like getting passed yes. over, like, you're going to bring this guy out of nowhere. And, and uh, you know, NFL jobs are hard to find. So, uh, you know, right. I expect people to walk away from it. And someone like Parks Frazier gets a better shot now because of this whole situation. But some right. guys, you know, maybe there's an old, uh, I don't know, offensive line coach or um, uh, I, I don't know who would have necessarily been the, the best fit the most obvious pick for interim head coach, but someone's got to feel a little burnt in the building by this. Oh, so real quick. Guys. Just, just from my experience of being on staffs, this was my first thought is if it's Tuesday afternoon and they're not at practice and you're walking around the coach's area of any facility, it's a ghost town because all the offensive guys are in one room. All the yeah. other defensive guys are in one room. They're chewing, they're spitting, they're, they're watching tape. They're preparing for this. And how can the other offensive coaches say, now we report to this kid who was a GA at Grand Valley State or whatever two years ago? <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> such a bad message. And we're going to bump him over all of you. Oh, there's so many bad messages here. Oh. I mean, Gus Bradley, a guy who has been in this league for a long, long time, who has been a head coach before. Right. I'm not saying John he was Fox. A great yeah, John Fox. You know, and if you <laughs> wanted to go with a former player, Reggie Wayne is on staff. Exactly. You right. could have gone Reggie or Bubba Ventrone. If you wanted to go with that energetic, just got a goofball type guy, you know, Bubba Ventrone was right there. There's so many better options. And again, explain it better and it can kind of work. But when you when you factor in the crazy decisions with a crazy press conference, it becomes this media storm that it is. All right. More with Zach Hicks trying to make sense of what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts. Let's focus a little bit more uh, outside of the coaching staff and onto the field for this team going forward next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, uh, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now because PNW listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Yeah, half off. This is their biggest sale of the year, and you won't want to miss it. And here's why you will love it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why Simply Safe Home Security is offering this discount to help you and your family feel more safe during the holiday season and beyond and i love the crystal clear hd live stream of the security cameras it gets the the image that you need if you, something does happen on your property now you've got a clear image instead of some grainy image that doesn't help you out anyway you can see what's going on on the outside of your home when you're inside you can see what's going on uh everywhere at your property when you are not at home and there's any number of customizable sensors for any door or window that you want to be uh, monitored at, at any time. Plus, of course, the 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. 
So don't miss your chance to save big. The only security system we recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So it's interesting that they did bring in an offensive lineman, a former offensive lineman, as interim head coach. And I think that's probably from that, from my, our perspective, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast um, from the outside looking in, I think the biggest disappointment, you know, the quarterback is one thing, um, maybe some things on defense, obviously the, the Colts lost Matt Everflus too, but the offensive line was the best in the league and now is a shell of its former self. And it's really hard to be good on offense. We're seeing it throughout the league with a lot of other teams too, uh, is, is there something to be to be salvaged here? Is that why Jim Mercer decided to go O-line with his interim head coach to maybe fix that unit that could maybe help the young quarterback and help Jonathan Taylor uh, and, and maybe salvage some things in the second half of the year? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to come on here and, and go crazy and say that with a good offensive line, this Colts team is the best AFC team in the league or something like that. You know, there are a lot of issues with this Colts team, but... I don't think we're seeing the team spiral out of control like we are right now if this offensive line were even playing at the level they were last season. You know, and last season wasn't even the best season of the Frank Reich era when it comes to offensive line play. Um, it, it has been a massive, massive downgrade all across the line. I mean, uh, obviously the two new starters and Matt Pryor at left tackle to start the season was a major bust. Uh, Danny Pinter at right guard was a major bust. And we've seen so many lineup changes to trying to fix those busts. Uh, but also the guys who they've paid, you know, again, Chris Ballard mentioned in that press conference, he said, you guys get all me about not drafting wide receivers. And now look what happens when I neglect the offensive line. It's like, this is the highest paid offensive line in all of football. <laughs> yeah. By it, far, right? By far and away. Right, by right, far right. away. You're paying Quentin Nelson nearly $20 million a year. You're paying Braden Smith nearly $20 million a year. You're paying Ryan Kelly over $10 million a year. And all three of those guys have not been impressive this year. Now, some of that is because of those downgrades at left tackle and right guard. But also, these guys who you were paying giant contracts to, to you know, guys to be Pro Bowl or all pro players – are not playing like that whatsoever outside of, you know, Quentin Nelson, I still think has been pretty solid this season for the Colts, but yeah, you know, maybe if it is a mental thing, a guy like just Saturday can jump in and maybe try to get them out of this mental funk that they're in. But uh, I think we've seen a lot with this offensive line this year that their peak play might just be below average. <laughs> and uh, I, if we can just get them to below average, maybe we can at least see some, you know, more enjoyable Colts football because it's just been, it's been brutal to watch this season. <laughs> I mean, anyone, I speak for all the fans that have watched the Colts this year. I mean, the offense has just been so brutal with the offensive line just giving up sack after sack after sack. So if just Saturday can improve that at all, we'll call this a win of a hire in that regard. So Parks Frazier, I can't get over Parks Frazier. <laughs> he, he, he may be a wonder kid and I might be wrong, but I bet he isn't. And I fully expect them to lead the league by a wide margin going forward of delay games, you know, yep. blown pe penalties, <laughs> like getting a play in on time isn't easy, you know, let alone whatever play you pick, you know, like 
you got to react very quickly to get it from your mind through your mouth to the quarterback's mouth that the other 10 guys hear it before the play clock goes off. I bet the procedural stuff's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And, you know, I think it goes back to a couple of weeks ago with Frank Reich, where Frank Reich mentioned when he was sharing kind of the head coaching duties with the play calling duties against the Tennessee Titans, there was a play where he was arguing about a, uh, a missed penalty on the Titans. And then the very next play, he couldn't get an audible call or couldn't get in a hot read to Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan threw a pick six to end up just being the back breaking play of that entire game against the Tennessee Titans. That's from someone who's been around and been an offense coordinator for a long, long time. Been a guy who's called plays right. for a long time, who's shared head coach duties with offense coordinator. Now you're throwing in, like you said, a grad assistant, a kid who's been uh, the assistant to the assistant, the assistant to the QB coach or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. And I think uh, I think it was um, with the, 30, the 33rd team, I think that website that has uh, – mm-hmm. uh, Phillips or whatever, the, the defense coordinator, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips, the defense oh, coordinator yeah, yeah. guy who who has been a head coach for a long time as well. He said the biggest struggle that Jeff Saturday is going to have is managing all of that stuff on the field, managing, right. you know, practice schedules, managing timeouts, and- ha- timeouts, managing challenges, managing what to do on the field. But I, I think the Parks Frazier thing is also kind of a, a fascinating thing because Again, Scott Milanovic and Scotty Montgomery are probably not your answer at offense coordinator, but they've done it before. They know how to make a game plan for for a team. The most that you can say out of Parks Frazier is, yeah, he's been next to Frank Reich when Frank Reich has put together game plans or been next to Frank Reich when Frank Reich has called plays during the game. But outside of that, there's no experience. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it is absolutely insane, but I think it's kind of being glossed over because everything else is insane right now. And they benched Matt Ryan after seven weeks for Sam Ellinger just because their offensive line so bad and they wanted some mobile quarterback. But this is Matt Ryan. This isn't just anybody. They benched Matt Ryan after seven weeks. I mean, the, insanity has kind of become just the norm with the Colts. And I think the Parks-Frazier move was just kind of like, all right, cool. <laughs> We're doing this now. <laughs> is, is this a complete rebuild then? And what's that mean for Chris Ballard? Because rebuild usually means you need a new guy to – start that thing over. And I've been a fan of Chris Ballard. I think he's done a good job of drafting and developing. I think maybe we're seeing in the NFL that just drafting and developing is not enough. And like the Rams showed us, and we've seen a lot of competitive teams now, and with the salary cap raising, you kind of got to go go for it a little bit more. Right. More like, you know, maybe Major League Baseball teams do at the deadline. And we've seen a lot more trades now at the deadline. And and maybe, you know, we saw it with DeForest Buckner. Maybe they needed more of that to be like, okay, we got to get better everywhere right now to get ready to win. So is this rebuild? Is it not? What does it mean for Chris Ballard? Man. Yeah, so is Buckner and Leonard and Nelson on the block then after, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, we could go for a whole show just on Chris oh, Ballard and where his successes and where his failures came with, with his time with the Colts. But Man, Jim Mercy had a call with Bob Kravitz, who's one of our, you know, one of our beat reporters here in Indy, and said, We're not tanking. We're expecting Jeff Saturday to turn this around. And, you know, who knows? Jeff Saturday said, or uh, Jim Mercy said two weeks ago that uh, Frank Reich was safe and Matt Ryan was the other quarterback <laughs> and stuff like that. So things obviously change every single day. You know, who's going to get fired next Monday? We've had a different firing or benching every single Monday for the past month here in Indy. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know what they are, and I don't think they know what they are right now because as someone who just covers this team, and I've covered a lot of bad teams. I came from Washington before I came to this market, so I, I know bad teams, and I've grown up with bad teams. Uh, they are a bad team. They're not a team that can make the playoffs. They're not a team that can win in the playoffs, but 
you can't go out and sell and like say that to your season ticket holders. You can't say that to your fan bases, but the thing is we don't know what they are even behind the scenes. We don't know if they think that Jeff Saturday can turn this around. We don't know if they think Parks Frazier is some wonder kid, you know, some Sean McVay. And we don't know if they think Sam Ellinger can be their quarterback of the future. We, We really have no clue. We're in some really uncharted territory right now with the Indianapolis Colts and, and, Again, that press conference just did nothing to kind of tell us the direction of this team. You know, will Chris Ballard be here next year? We have no clue. We have, like they he said, of course he expects him back, but it wasn't really said with any kind of certainty. Uh, Chris Ballard barely said anything in that entire press conference, and the only thing he did say was, you know, more telling the media, like, oh, you got on me for not taking receivers, and now look at the offensive line. And then he didn't say anything the rest of the time, so – yeah, man, I, I we're in really uncharted territory right now with the Colts, and I, I don't know if they're a rebuilding team, if they're a soft rebuild team, if they're a hard reset team, or if they're a team that's going to trade for another veteran quarterback next year and think they can convince everybody that they're a playoff team again. <laughs> Last thing I have for you, Zach, and this is going to sound harsh, but this is a bad team, and bad yes. teams usually start with bad ownership, and I think Jim's dad was a – terrible owner and Jim starting to resemble him more and more, at least from afar. Is this too extreme? You're, you said you're young to this, but it was a 50, 50 split at the time. They easily could have taken Ryan leaf instead of Peyton Manning. Let's say they take leaf. And the next time they get the first overall pick, the guy named luck doesn't luck into them. I think they may have been the lions. Yeah, there's, you know, Jim Irsay again in that press conference kept saying, like, I've never hired a losing coach or I've never this and that and that and trust me and all that. It's like NFL is a game of inches, not only on the field, but off the field. You know, those 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 decisions you make, if you don't take Andrew Luck and you take RG3, where is your franchise? You know, would you would have hired a losing coach if you took RG3. And going back to Ryan Leaf, you absolutely would have hired a losing coach if you had taken Ryan Leaf. Not many franchises are blessed with taking John Elway and Peyton Manning and and uh, Andrew Luck with your first overall picks. There's a lot of Jamarcus Russells. There's a lot of just absolute bust. And, and so much of this this game is luck and and lucking into the right situations in the right times. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of Colts fans are going to learn that. Cause again, I told you, I come from the Washington market. I've seen some really, really bad teams. I've seen some really bad playoff droughts and I don't think Colts fans or Colts ownership even understands how bad it can really get. You know, you can be in quarterback purgatory. I mean, they've been in quarterback purgatory for a couple years. Imagine that being 20 or 30 years, like some of these teams. Uh, So yeah, I'm with you, man. I think, uh, I think this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I say that as someone even speaking from an optimistic point of view, I do think uh, this is going to get a, a bit worse before it gets better for the Colts. All right. It looks sounds like uh, at best case scenario, it is sort of evaluation mode for the Indianapolis right. Colts the rest of the season. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining us here and, and trying to make some sense of this. If you guys want to get more in-depth coverage of the Indianapolis Colts, of course, you can Check out Zach doing Locked On Colts daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network and follow him on Twitter, Zach Hicks 2. Zach, appreciate the time, man. Yeah, of course, guys. Thank you. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props and odds than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And our friends at Blue Nile. 
Whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Niles help millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond size, shape, clarity, and setting style. Then Blue Niles Bench Jewelers will help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. The holidays are coming up. You want to just get something special for somebody, maybe a gift for mom. You can have Blue Niles Jewelry Experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget and blue nile has a 100 satisfaction guarantee all orders are insured and ship free in discreet packaging they can also overnight shipping if you're in a rush so make your moment sparkle with blue nile go to BlueNile.com and use promo code locked on to save 50 dollars on your purchase of 500 or more that's blue nile b-l-u-e-n-i-l-e.com code locked on to save 50 dollars on your purchase of 500 or more blue nile.com promo code locked on this is a big one, Matt. I mean, this is one of the biggest superstars right now in the NFL for a team that is number yeah. one on everybody's power rankings in the Buffalo Bills, potentially without their quarterback. He's limited. It's we kind of don't know exactly what's going on. If he misses a game, it might only be one. But does he play through pain the rest of the year? And does that make him not the superstar quarterback that he has been? Because so much is riding on that right arm of Josh Allen. How big is this injury for Josh Allen that he suffered in week nine? I think it's the story of the week. Well, Colts craziness aside, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. He's right there neck and neck with Pat Mahomes is really the best player, most important player on the planet. Um, if this was I'm not picking on the Colts, if this was the AFC South, rest them for a month. You know what I mean? With where the bills right. are, You'd probably win a game or two with Keenum, but you already lost to the jets and you already lost to the dolphins. So Sure, you're number one or two in the power ranks. That doesn't matter in playoff seedings. You're not guaranteed to win the division, let alone even get in as a wild card in the AFC. I mean, if this was five of the other divisions, I wouldn't sweat it at all. Minnesota has one loss. That That's who you're playing this week. You know, I mean, that's – are the Bills a dog against the Vikes without Allen? Yes. Yeah, one I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're kind of in a hole. And actually, and I think this is sort of part of it with the Josh Allen injury, but with the loss is, is a big part of it. And look, this is, you can't blame the loss to the Jets on this because it happened at the very end of the game too. So um, according to Bet Online, the new betting favorite for the Super Bowl this year is the Philadelphia Eagles. So they have surpassed mm-hmm. both the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills there. So um, that tells you what Easier path. this can mean. And, and there might not be a more important player in the NFL to what this season looks like the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. It would be either Allen or Mahomes, right? And maybe even more so Allen than Mahomes. Just looking at those rosters, looking at in those a way teams, because the chiefs have a better offensive line. Neither one of the teams run the ball. Great. But I would say the bills would have a more difficult time recovering with no Allen than even the chiefs would with no Mahomes, even though both teams would, you know, be drastically different. So this is a huge injury. And, if it's one week that he has to sit to make sure he's right and you don't re-injure him worse, then I think you got to sit him. 
But of course, we see in the NFL all the time, these guys are competitors. You want to have your guy out there. And so we'll see what it ends up looking like. But uh, you, you hope this isn't something that really nags Josh Allen the rest of the season, because uh, that, that would just be a huge bummer as a sports fan. Oh, 100 uh, percent. That would really be a bummer. No question about it. Now, these are certainly rich people problems. No one's crying for the bills right now. <laughs> you could be in the Colts shoes, you know, keep going back to them. And hopefully this doesn't derail them too long. But the one criticism I have had of the Colts or of the bills is you're really a little bit too reliant on Allen and Diggs. Like that's a great offense. Again, these are rich people problems, but who else is a, an above average starter on that offense, let alone a star, you know, like, that's a little bit I mean, all I'm saying is that's a little bit more fragile than some of the other environments and maybe a, a reminder and I know it didn't happen on a running play for Josh Allen it happened in the pocket but you're still trying to protect your quarterbacks in the pocket maybe it's a, a wake-up call to the Bills you know and this is more of an off-season thing looking into the future and probably when he comes back I think you have to rely less on Josh Allen the runner too because it's, you, you don't want your star quarterback to get hit that much and he's a big, strong guy, but you see some of these carries he's taken. It's like, man, this guy's, you don't want him to turn into Cam Newton by the time he's 30. His, you know, That's shoulder or elbow is just, you know, beaten into dust. You know, you don't want that either for your young quarterback. It's great now and it helps you win games. But I think that's the biggest reason why I think at the deadline they might have, you know, Naeem Hines was a good addition, but more of a receiver than a runner. Uh, I think they need to, in the offseason, really look at how they, Big picture thing. How they yeah, deploy right, their right. running game. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, I, I think they could use a Jerome Bettis. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All these scat backs are great, but you're going to have a lot of leads. You might need, you know, Derrick Henry. I mean, it's just a, a second round pick that's a 230 pound back that you can just hand the ball over and over. Well, they tried that with Zach Moss and it didn't quite work. Right, so, right. not just a big guy, but the right big guy the right mm-hmm. bruiser yeah instead of making your quarterback take all of those hits so yeah a lot to consider here for the second half of the season two huge stories with the colts and the bills thanks everybody for making a peacock and williamson your first listen back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson